Today on Truths That Transform. I want to talk to you about what the Bible says about economics. The more money the government prints in order to cover its tracks and its mistakes and its overspending, the less the money can buy, and that's called inflation. It is because people have turned away from God. Welcome to Truths to Transform, a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Rob Pacienza, Senior Pastor of Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church, founded by Dr. D. James Kennedy. Today we are going to get a biblical perspective on the inflation crisis in America. But as we begin today, I'm joined by John Rabe, our Director of Creative Productions. Welcome, John. Thank you, Pastor Rob. I appreciate you having me here. This is a little bit of a different way to open the program than we normally do, but I wanted to come and talk to you a little bit for the benefit of our viewers about some really exciting news that we have here at the ministry, and that is that you have been named President and CEO of D. James Kennedy Ministries. First of all, congratulations on that. We are glad to have you here. While you are somewhat new to our viewers, you're not at all new to Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church or even D. James Kennedy Ministries. You go back with this ministry a long way, don't you? Absolutely. Actually, as a teenager, I came to faith under the gospel preaching of D. James Kennedy. I'm a son of this church. I married a daughter of this church. My wife, Jennifer, she came to faith here at Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church as well. Uh, I grew up here at Coral Ridge. I was a student at uh, Dr. Kennedy's schools, both Westminster Academy and Knox Theological Seminary. And a fun fact, actually my first job in high school was right here with the media ministry, D. James Kennedy Ministries, as a cable puller. So the history goes way back. Dr. Kennedy was not only my pastor, uh, but he was my mentor. He was the first person that uh, came to me early on in my Christian life and asked me, would you ever consider going into the ministry? And that began a long relationship well into college and into my seminary years where he challenged me, encouraged me, mentored me uh, to be the pastor that I am today. That's amazing. And we actually do have a really interesting piece of video. And I want to show this to our viewers because uh, it gives everybody goosebumps when they see it. But you, as a junior at Westminster Academy, Dr. Kennedy School, were chosen to give the report to the church, the quarterly report that was given to the church. And uh, when you spoke, Dr. Kennedy had some words to say to you that we actually captured on camera. Let's go ahead and take a look at that now. May we have your help as Westminster Academy is striving towards developing Christian leaders for the 21st century. Thank you, and God bless you. Thank you, Robert. Very articulately said. Maybe he ought to pray that the Lord might want to use him as one of those Christian leaders of the 21st century, perhaps right here where I'm standing. 
Rob, that gives people goosebumps all the time when they see it. And it's Dr. Kennedy was noted as being prophetic in his ministry, but this is almost literal prophecy that he said that in 1997. And here you are today standing in that very pulpit, preaching to the congregation at Coral Ridge Presbyterian Church and now joining us at D. James Kennedy Ministries. Tell us a little bit about your ministry philosophy uh, is is. D. James Kennedy ministry is going to be changing with you as leader? Or are we going to move in a different direction? What's going to happen? I think people would like to know. Absolutely. Well, first, my philosophy of ministry. I think my philosophy of ministry as a pastor is best summed up in the vision statement at Coral Ridge. We exist to equip gospel-centered, culture-shaping Christians. We believe in the centrality of the gospel. The gospel saves us. The gospel sustains us. And our lives are centered and grounded around the gospel, upon the gospel. In fact, the Apostle Paul says, this is the power. Uh, the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Uh, but it doesn't stop there. The gospel then moves you to shape culture according to the kingdom of God. Uh, we want to move our people and encourage the people that are sitting out in the pews. And in this context, watching from home. Uh, we want them to be motivated, uh, informed by the gospel, to go out and shape culture for the glory of God and for the sake of his kingdom. Uh, we believe that God is Sovereign overall, uh, but he's not just sovereign over our lives uh, on Sunday mornings when we're worshiping. When we say that he's sovereign overall, he's sovereign over everything, over every cultural sphere. Uh, so I often challenge our people yes, your relationship with Jesus is deeply personal, but it's never private. We have been called to a public faith. That means we take the lordship of Christ and our story of salvation, and we take it to the nations. We take it to every cultural sphere. It means the gospel shapes the culture. It shapes the marketplace. It shapes our family. It shapes our neighborhoods. It shapes politics and government. This is the calling for the Christian and the calling of the church. And that culture shaping is what Dr. Kennedy often referred to as the cultural mandate, drawing from Genesis where God tells us to, to uh, have dominion over the creation. And Dr. Kennedy's vision to share the gospel and share the cultural mandate as far and wide as it could possibly be shared. And this was another area in which he was so prophetic because Dr. Kennedy recognized that there were technologies that had not even been invented yet where eventually uh, this material would go. Well, today we are carried on the internet and on digital media that had never been thought of before. Dr. Kennedy, in a way, foresaw that many decades ago. Let's take a look at what Dr. Kennedy had to say. Therefore, it is our prayer that through this church, the gospel of Jesus Christ might be radiated through television and radio, motion pictures and cassettes, books and clinics, and by ways yet undreamed of unto the entire world that the command of Christ to go and proclaim the gospel to every creature might be fulfilled in our generation in ways yet undreamed, and, and we are among those ways yet undreamed even now, aren't yeah. we, Rob? Absolutely. We're the fulfillment of what he was talking about. Who would have thought 50 years ago this is what would happen? And if God, as people, needed D. James Kennedy Ministries 50 years ago, how much more do we need it today? In this cultural moment, where even pastors and pulpits all across America are drifting doctrinally, 
we need a ministry like this to continue to stand for the truth, defend our freedoms, and continue to proclaim the gospel and continue to fulfill the cultural mandate for the sake of future generations. Uh, I'm biased. I have a nine-year-old and 11-year-old at home. I want them to grow up in a country. I want them to grow up in a society where God's truth still stands, where we still enjoy our freedoms, where we still enjoy the liberty of sharing that gospel. That is what this ministry has been about for 50 years. And it is my intention in my heart together with our board and with our staff to continue that mission into the future for the sake of future generations. Amen. Well, as one of the members of that staff, I am very excited. We are very excited about what the Lord has in store for this ministry going forward at a time where we are more needed than ever. Rob, thank you so much for allowing me to kind of break into the program here, talk to you a little bit about what we have coming up. Congratulations again and welcome to D. James Kennedy Ministries. Thank you so much, John. Well, as you go out into the world, you've probably noticed that you're spending more for things than you did just a year or two ago. We are in the midst of a period of inflation, the likes of which we haven't seen in 40 years. Why is this happening? And is there a Christian position on it? All through June, we are uncovering five things the left doesn't want you to know. Today, we look at how the left is damaging America through inflation. Our own Dr. Jerry Newcomb has more. The American people are so fearful of the government and they forgot to be fearful of God. And where the left is leading us now is anything but safe pastures. The more money the government prints in order to cover its tracks and its mistakes and its overspending, the less the money can buy. And that's called inflation. We first have to pray, and God will do his part, but that doesn't mean we can sit back and not do our part. Today, the inflation rate in America, which is now at its highest level in generations, tops the list of economic concerns among Americans, according to recent surveys. I think inflation is a really big issue. One of the problems with inflation is your value of your dollar or the value of whatever currency you have drops precipitously. You can talk about the inflation rate that we're dealing with right now, but oftentimes on my radio show, I hold up a, a particular uh, bill that comes from Zimbabwe of a $100 trillion note in Zimbabwe. There was a time in Zimbabwe where a Zimbabwe dollar was worth about a US dollar, no longer. Those on the left don't deny that inflation is real, but they do want you to believe that the only reason inflation exists today is as a result of the coronavirus, which caused disruptions in the supply chain and Russia's invasion of Ukraine, not their government policies. In reality, it's a combination of all these things. Inflation occurred because we pumped in trillions of dollars of federal money into the economy. The problem is the more money that you create, of course, the value goes down because the more there is in circulation. The current inflation that we're seeing in our nation is really the result of, of uh, printing money and throwing it out into people's hands. During the pandemic, we were paying people to stay home. And there was that time period that as jobs opened back up and, and people were able to work and find work again, 
they would make more money by sitting at home. Anybody with any sense would have seen this as an inflationary uh, uh, public policy, and we're going to see really bad inflation. That's exactly what happened. Some have called inflation the cruelest tax of all because an artificial increase in the money supply is actually a type of government oppression that has a greater effect the less you earn. It also redistributes wealth from people who rely on salaries to people who live off assets. It affects people that have a fixed income or if they're middle income or lower income because if you think about that, inflation affects things like your food, your energy, and your actual shelters and things of that nature. There is a Christian perspective on inflation and it goes back uh, actually uh, long before Christ who simply amplified and reinforced what we learned from the Old Testament which is that any attempt by government or other people to falsify weights and measures to degrade the value of a currency uh, is a sin. The Israelites were condemned by the prophet Isaiah in the Old Testament uh, by uh, the following admonition. He said, thy silver has become dross, thy wine mixed with water. And what he was saying was, you've cheapened your currency. You've mixed in cheaper junk metals, as has been the case in so many societies in history. That's a kind of inflation. We do it differently today with our printing presses and credit expansion, but it's the same process. As the left continues to increase government spending, what they're not telling you is that the need to pay these obligations of the federal government is another factor that usually drives inflation. In fiscal year 2021, the federal government spent $2.77 trillion more dollars than it collected. With these types of deficits, the government can cut programs, raise taxes, or print more money. Since the first two of these options are not popular, the government chooses to print extra money. So we have to understand that their destruction of the American economy, they're causing uh, inflation to spike and gas prices to spike and all this kind of stuff. Not only is it the result of what they do, but it has become their intention because if you can cripple an economy in the way that they have been doing, you can get people dependent on the government. You cannot do that if the government, if the, if the economy is thriving. So by crippling the economy, they have made more and more people dependent on the government in various ways. What we must understand is that if a government wants to have authority and power, it needs people who are dependent upon the government. Because if you're dependent upon the government, that means that the government then has power and authority over you. So the more people it can make dependent, the more powerful the government becomes because after all, you need the government in order to live. So this is actually a game plan. And it's another reason when people say like, well, I don't want to be political. If one party is, is working overtime to destroy the fabric of American life and to destroy the economy in such a way that it is making people less free, how do you not get involved in that? Your faith should compel you to get involved in that because real human beings are, are, are going to suffer if you don't. The American people 
are so fearful of the government and they forgot to be fearful of God. They also somehow move their focus from God to government, believing that the government is the provider and not God. God of the universe is saying, I know you are limited, but I'm powerful. Come and work with me. That's our God and that's who we can be in Christ. One of the key biblical insights recaptured by the Protestant Reformation is that there is no divide between the sacred and the secular. Jesus Christ is Lord over every sphere of life. That includes things like government and economics, as you've just seen. The pandering of politicians who buy votes by doling out taxpayer money is getting us into deeper and deeper trouble. And they do it in the name of compassion, though it's actually legalized theft and harms the people it's supposed to help. That's because progressive policies are rooted in the socialism of the atheist Karl Marx, which is contrary to biblical truth and God's design. Dr. D. James Kennedy explains in his message, The Bible and Economics. I want to talk to you about what the Bible says about economics. This is a subject which I'm afraid most of our politicians shun away from like the plague. The Bible makes it very clear that man has an interest in the possession of his own property, that this is guarded by the fiery sword of divine vengeance and it is guaranteed in the Decalogue, thou shalt not steal. Now, this alone rules out certain systems, all such systems which deny private property, such as the system of communism or various aspects of socialism which would deprive man of his rights in property. The Bible has a good deal to say about other things that impinge upon economic matters, such as greed and covetousness and envy. The Bible has a great deal to say about justice and about charity as well. What is justice? The first thing that I would have you to remember about justice is that justice is blind. It does not discriminate. It treats all men alike and all men equally, and that is the essence of justice. In fact, let it be clearly understood that the principal business of the state, of law, and of government is the enforcement of justice in the protecting of the rights of other people, of all people, and of that equally. Charity, on the other hand, is not based on coercion, and it is not blind. Charity is discriminating, and charity also is voluntary. If you take away the voluntary aspect of charity, it is simply despoilation. It is 
legal plunder. It is robbery. It is not charity. And today, in this confusion of these two concepts, which have been merged into something which is called social justice, and social justice is the basis for the welfare state. The welfare state inevitably produces more of that which it sets out to cure. Further, it leads to statism and unbelief. Instead of drawing people to the church and to God, who is the provider of every good and perfect gift, it leads them to a more and more secularized state, and it engenders more and more of a disbelieving populace. Furthermore, it leads to a loss of freedom and ultimately to tyranny as we sell our soul to the government store. My friends, let me conclude by saying this. God says, if any will not work, let him not eat. But there is one thing for which we cannot work, one thing we cannot obtain by our labor, and that is eternal life, because it is totally beyond our ability to attain it. There is the only real free gift available to man. And tragically, people turn it upside down, and they try to make this life free and ignore the next. But God says that we are to work in this life, but the gift of everlasting life is by the grace of God, and it was paid for by Jesus Christ. Yes, we can grow petunias or turnips. When it comes to a sunset, God says, step aside. This is a job for the Almighty. We can run a church or preach a sermon, but when it comes to the eternal salvation of mankind, God says, step aside. This is a job for the divine Redeemer. We need to trust in him, receive the free gift of eternal life, his meaning and significance and purpose for our lives. Then we need to set out and work with our hands, doing the thing which is good. We need to accumulate the things of this world in order that we may have to give, the scripture says, unto them who are in need, that charity may abound and flourish, that we may have a genuine compassion for those who lack the physical things of this life, that Christ may be honored and that his kingdom may spread. As you just learned from my dad, Dr. D. James Kennedy, a biblical view of economics brings prosperity and freedom. But how many Christians don't even know that God has anything to say about economic systems? The left explicitly rejects God and biblical truth for governing us. Karl Marx called religion the opium of the people, and his followers have been busy removing God from our public life for decades. And the systems that flow out of their atheism, like socialism and communism, continually lead to oppression and poverty. That's something the left doesn't want you to know, and they prey on ignorance to accomplish their agenda. That's why we have produced a powerful new documentary, Five Things the Left Doesn't Want You to Know. Don't let them hide any longer. You have seen on today's program how the policies of the left lead to inflation. In this special program, you'll also discover what the left doesn't want you to know about the impact of open borders, lawlessness, gender confusion, and public education.
It features such experts as Eric Metaxas, Erwin Lutzer, former U.S. Senator Rick Santorum, and many more. And we'll send you a DVD copy as our thanks for your generous donation to proclaim the gospel and the truth of God's word. This DVD uncovers the dangerous agenda that cultural Marxists have been smuggling into America. It shines the light on the left so that Christians can oppose its harmful ideology with biblical truth. And if you're able to give a generous donation of $100 or more, we'll send you both the DVD and the book, Miracles in American History, Amazing Stories of Answered Prayer by Susie Federer. You'll be awestruck by the stunning evidence of God's hand in American history in this special hardcover gift edition. Brand new and beautifully illustrated, this wonderful book is filled with breathtaking accounts of divine intervention in our nation's life. During these trying times in our nation, you will be blessed and encouraged to read these stories of God's providence at work in America. Please send a generous donation as soon as possible, and we'll thank you by sending you our brand new DVD documentary, Five Things the Left Doesn't Want You to Know. And if you're able to give a generous donation of $100 or more, we'll send you the DVD plus the gorgeous newly published gift edition of Miracles in American History, Amazing Stories of Answered Prayer as our thanks. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11154, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free 877-962-7677 or go online to djkm.org. As you've seen on today's program, inflation is not just something that happens. It's the product of decisions made by governments. The Bible encourages us to prudently save money, but inflation discourages savings. The Bible tells us that a wise man leaves an inheritance to his children, but inflation robs that inheritance by devaluing money in a short period of time. So how do you apply this to your own life? First, as Christians, we must resist the siren song of payouts from politicians trying to buy our votes. The current administration wants to redistribute wealth taking money from those to whom it belongs in order to pay the debts incurred by those to whom it doesn't. We see this with the movement to wipe out student loans, for instance, which is simply a payout to President Biden's well-educated class of online activists at the expense of working taxpayers who will pay the bill. We Christians must never be willing to take money that is not ours and that has been taken from others involuntarily. After all, when God said, Thou shalt not steal, he did not attach a rider saying, Unless you can get the government to do it for you. And when he said, Thou shalt not covet, he rang the death knell for all those envy-driven socialistic schemes. The second thing we must do is closely related. We must vote for candidates who see the forcible redistribution of money and resources as the theft that it is, rather than for candidates who thrive on padding their own security by providing fake government generosity. When casting our vote, we must oppose politicians who simply direct the government to print and spend more money as well. When the government pumps more and more currency into the economy, 
those dollars are worth less and you end up with inflation. We cannot be short-sighted and allow the immediate gratification of a sudden windfall in our own bank account to overshadow the real widespread harm done by such policies. D. James Kennedy Ministries is standing for truth and defending your freedom. I'm Pastor Rob Pacienza. Thank you for being with us. And here's a look at the next Truths That Transform. They were pursuing this very radical gender ideology policy and putting these very sexually explicit books into classrooms. We essentially are being told to lie to these parents so that these kids now are, are living a double life. That's next week. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.